1: new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: Welcome to Sons of a Gun, a podcast about the D.C. universe. I'm Alex Gunn. I'm Justin Gunn. We are both sons of a gun, and we've got a gun full of news we're going to shoot you with right now. that's,
2: oh, that's the way we talk. That's but how if, we do it.
0: If you've got tips or stories you want us to cover, you can give us at comicbookclublive at gmail.com. But let's kick it off with a big one. This is one that was requested by a friend of the show. Daniel wrote us on comicbookclublive at, at gmail.com and wanted to know thoughts on Gal Gadot staying as Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 3 in the works, and in fact, that's what came out. She's doing a tour for her new Netflix movie, Heart of Stone. I believe this was originally reported by comicbook.com, um, but there was a better quote that came out of a Hebrew website all of Gal Gadot's best quotes come when she's speaking in Hebrew or natural language. Uh, but she said, we are developing a third movie and we will see what happens with it. No one ever talked to me about freezing. I was told that I was in good hands and that I could be calm. Uh, she told comic book essentially the same thing, that she is working with James Gunn and Peter Safran on developing a Wonder Woman 3. Uh, that's wild. We had heard that they were not moving forward with that. And Patty Jenkins
2: was not moving forward with that. What do you think about this news? Well, it feels like they have moved away from Patty Jenkins since they they killed her movie sort of in – it was in pre-pro. Like they were yeah. actively working on it. So that's for the fans of the first two or at least the first one, which I think is where the real fans uh, dwell in the Wonder Woman. The real Woman heads, part. yeah. The real heads. Uh, it is a shame, but I think the fact that we get to see uh, Gal continue to be Wonder Woman, that's what I, I like about the way that James Gunn is operating here. He's like, you know what? are we going to find a better wonder woman? She's like iconic in the role. So like, let's, let's bring her forward. See if we can work on a project, a version of, of a new movie that will be great. And I just saw Barbie and there were some rumors that she was considered for Barbie. And I think that would have been uh, a wrong choice. So Mm -hmm. I like the idea that she's continuing on a path that feels like a very right choice.
0: Yeah, I do think public opinion has kind of turned on Gal Gadot, probably since the imagined video that she did at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. and the fact that she's part of the Israeli Defense Force. People don't love that as well. So she's <laughs> had some weird views that she's put out there. But I think at the same time, people have actually for the most part, separated the art from the artist here because they do love her as Wonder Woman. And yeah. I think people were bummed that her last couple of appearances of Wonder Woman are popping in at one scene in Shazam 2 and then one the, scene in Flash.
2: Flash. Oof. Did not enjoy that scene.
0: Yeah. I saw somebody joking. I don't remember where this came from, but the funniest joke would be to keep doing that. Like the, in Blue yeah. Beetle, she shows up for one scene and you just see the, Ooo-ah! and she comes yeah. in and leaves. Very very awkward. So if we can have her continue in some way, I think that would be great. I do, I do worry about people getting confused a little bit about mm. like the continuity of things, but maybe that's just my comic head, and maybe that's not an actual issue for audiences.
2: Well, I bet it's going to be, though. I mean, this movie feels like it's at the very early stages. We're going to have enough time in the new continuity that I don't think will – all of this continuity will be like a dream that we won't even, we'll barely remember. Let
0: me throw something out at you that I don't think will ever happen, but we do know they announced one of the things they're working on as part of Chapter One, Gods and Monsters, is this Themyscira TV show that goes back in the day. What if you do it young Indiana Jones Chronicle style and it's Wonder Woman- recalling stories <laughs> or looking through the history of the Gather mistake.
2: around, Amazons. I've got yeah. a tale for you. Pulls up a tiny saxophone. This tiny saxophone was <laughs> part, part of, of a, a jazz mystery. With
0: a big, bushy, white beard, so you know she's older and talking
2: about mm-hmm.
0: it. Like That's Santa the only, way to,
2: show that. only exactly. way to show that.
0: Anyway, I think it's good. I am hesitant about it ever actually happening because a lot of stuff seems up in the air in terms of laudably, I think James Gunn has said they're only going to move forward with things if the stories really work and they're really happy with them. So we'll see what happens. But cool. Keep her in the mix. That's good. Uh, You know, I think the next guy we're talking about is probably going to kick himself when he reads that report because The Rock has gone on everybody's favorite news source heart-to-heart with Kevin Hart on Peacock Mm. and talked about Black Adam 2. I'm going to read his whole quote because there's so many wild things that he said in here. But on the show – as reported in the Hollywood Reporter, they jotted this stuff down. I did not watch Heart to Heart and transcribe it myself. Black what? Adam, this is this is from. Well, you're wearing Blaine. a Heart to Heart T-shirt, Alex. I, I know. I love Heart to you Heart. That I love the original show, and I love that they updated it without the mysteries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: it's true. Same creative team as the 1970s uh, mystery sure. show, Heart to Heart. Why
0: not? Black Adam, this is uh, Dwayne talking, Black Adam got caught in a vortex of new leadership.
2: Uh, The Rock has always been vulnerable. (laughs) He's always been vulnerable to vortexes. To vortices. We know that back in his wrestling
0: days, he got caught in that vortex briefly, and uh, then he came back to the WWE. I I saw this, and I laughed so hard. I was like, Um, next time I get laid off by my media job, I'm going to be like, well, got caught in a vortex of new leadership. Vortex.
2: Yeah, where? how come you're um, living at home? Ah, Vortex. I moved into my <laughs> yeah. parents because of the Vortex. <laughs>
0: I get you. Like Black Adam, too. Uh, anyway, continuing with this gross. And at the time, we were only creating Black Adam, developing it, shooting Black Adam. It was so many changes in leadership. And as you know, anytime you have a company, but especially that size and magnitude, that's a publicly traded company, and you have all these changes in leadership, you have people coming in who creatively and fiscally are going to make decisions that you may not agree with. Uh, he wa- continued later on of the conversation to say he got caught in that web of new leadership.
2: Make a decision: mm-hmm. is it a web or a vortex? Well, it's like a vortex is an energy web. I think. I think okay. it's you're what, a physicist. The, I believe the Rock was telling me about <laughs> okay. how his vortex research. Show.
0: Uh, but this is another wild quote: is he said that the project being dropped will all this is the quote part will always be one of the <sighs> biggest mysteries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which again. For humanity. For humanity. humanity. Like, we're starting to unravel the whole are aliens real and have they visited Earth thing, but Mm -hmm. we we still got to get Congress on why has there been no Black Adam 2.
2: I love the idea in like like centuries from now, like a, a strange species lands on Earth blows off a stone tablet and it's like why no shazam 2 why no black adam 2
0: <laughs> just to wrap it up this is the last part of his quotes where he elaborated on this it says you have the biggest opening of your career sure no china that could have maybe had 100 maybe 200 million more dollars uh, sure fantasy yeah. math i guess if you're establishing a new superhero and you want to grow out the franchise you bring back superman and henry cavill the world went crazy we created a diverse superhero portfolio where we have just men and women of color and black adam 2 as well He's not necessarily wrong about a lot of these things. And I will say the shocker is maybe by the end of the year, Black Adam is the biggest grocer in the DC
2: universe. Which at the time was considered a massive bomb, both at the box office and creatively.
0: Right. But they're going in a different direction. That's all. Like, it's not a mystery. They didn't want the Black Adam dc universe that's not what they wanted they wanted james gunn's dc universe and it just doesn't fit in there they like we we talked about this with the movie a little bit and i think i threw out the idea that there is a world where i'm not totally against the wweification of the dc universe where it's just an increasing amount of fights or anything like that but i don't know clearly that's not what people wanted to see
2: Well, and like even leaving aside the idea that James Gunn was coming in to rewrite the whole universe, essentially, the idea that he went to D.C. and was like, I want Superman in this movie. And they were like, no, he was like, well, I'll do it anyway. Like, that's not you can't you don't that's not done like you can't really just change it. And I think that goes back to The Rock getting a little bit ahead of his skis, like Mm -hmm. being like, I'm bigger than this. And the company being like, no, we'll let you do it, I guess. Because we're changing it all anyway. So, uh, good luck. We want this movie to succeed and we don't want you. We need you to promote it. So, let's give you your thing that we're going to take away in a minute anyway.
0: I do think, and I understand him talking to his friend Kevin Hart about this, similar to how we were talking about Zachary Levi last week as. Kind of got to leave the Shazam 2 behind, even though people are going to keep asking about it. I think it's the same thing at this point with Rock. It is an albatross that is weighing him down. He was a beloved entertainer. And then he hits this. It hurt like he made that announcement about doing a live action Moana and then coming back to the Fast and the Furious series, which are two things in a row that by themselves, I think people would have decided about. excited about. But after Black Adam, just feel like, oh, this is sad, dude. What are you doing? You know?
2: Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that, and it's also it's just like it, the inability to admit that the movie just didn't turn out as good as he wanted. Like, I think that's the real thing where people are like. St- Cause his whole thing was like, he is, everyone loves the rock. He's authentic in general and like just doing what he wants and being the person he wants and making interesting movies and and TV and everything. And then with this, he's, he's stuck on it. Same like we talked about last week with Zachary Levi, it's like, and like you're saying he's stuck on it. He's like, it was good. It's a mystery why no one wanted to make it. it's like, that's the one thing that isn't a mystery. (laughs) It was a movie that was not a good story. And yes, I, cause I agree with you. Like, If they had been in China, they would have made more money because The Rock is a huge international superstar. Diverse superhero portfolio is a maze great. That's what we should always be pursuing here. But none of that means as much if the movie is not good.
0: Yeah. Well, let's move to another fantasy about the DC universe. Jay Oliva, who has directed a bunch of the animated movies and also was a storyboard artist on a bunch of the live action DC movies, did a long interview with Inverse.com that has been broken up into different stories. He talked a little bit about the Scuttled Batfleck movie, but the big one that I wanted to talk about is he revealed that originally, as part of Zack Snyder's plans for the EU. They were talking about doing a Flash trilogy. This is back when Rick Fumayaka, I'm Mm. definitely messing up his name, was directing the movie, Um, like the second or third person who had come in to try to take their hand to the Flash. And the idea had been that Professor Zoom was the big bad of the DC universe. You would still get the Justice League two, three, four films, whatever Zack Snyder was planning in the middle there. But that between that, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Batman, et cetera, that Professor Zoom would keep kind of popping up in the background because he hated the Flash so much. And it would ultimately lead up to the third film in the Flash trilogy would be a Flashpoint movie that after 10 years of the Snyderverse would wipe it clean. Because Zack Snyder's take was, hey, after 10 years, the actors are getting older. You've kind of told the story you could tell. Reboot the universe. Start again with DC. And I got to say, that sounds very smart. I was so yeah. surprised. I went to the story being like, oh, God, what is this going to be? And by go. the end of it, I was like, no, wait, he, ha- he actually had the right idea there. That's good.
2: Reasonable. Oh, reasonable Zack Snyder, <laughs> they say. Yeah.
0: Would you have wanted to see that, though, if it went through?
2: I mean, I don't know if I would want to see the Zack Snyder creative vision of that. But the yeah. idea of like... Uh, Putting a hard stop on your universe to reset is so comic booky to be like, look, we're going to have every I mean, it's much shorter in the comic book world. Every couple of years, we're going to have a big crossover that crashes everything down and we make some changes and, and sort of start over makes so much sense especially with the the very production oriented thinking of like look we these actors aren't going to keep doing this they're getting older the deals we're going to have to do with them are going to be so big it, we, it makes a lot of the production not feasible let's restart with different actors that is inevitable anyway smart
1: new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Washington DC
0: let's move on to something else this is a quickie but Aquaman 2 at this point we we're talking about how it might move off of its December date recently in a Variety article they stated that as far as they have heard it is staying in its December date um That is good. I do not think they should move it later.
2: Agreed. Like, especially (laughs) because I think two reasons. This movie doesn't need the actors as much to promote it. It's a movie that people are looking forward to. The first one was a huge hit. And second, like, the first one was a huge hit. Like, I think they can – they're banking on, like, people coming back out to the sequel – I have my criticisms of the first one. It's not my favorite movie um, of the DC universe. I'm trying to think of what my favorite one is. Can't right now, but the, this one is uh, Wonder Woman. First Wonder Woman. Well, maybe the first Wonder Woman. This one will if it, they can bring back that audience, then they're fine. They need the they need some cash money coming in this year, based mm-hmm. on all of the movies they've launched this year.
0: Yeah. Here's another one that was requested over email by Daniel. Specifically, said Pete's feeling on his Green Arrow, Stephen Amell, not striking the target. Now we're going to give a broad overview. I didn't jot down all of the things that happened, but Stephen Amell, who played Green Arrow on the Arrow TV show, he came out two days after the strike started. The sack strike started, and for those who don't know. You're not allowed to talk about struck work, meaning current work, future work, or even past work that is going to support the studios in some way. So when it comes to conventions, these folks are allowed to go there. They're allowed to talk about life and love and whatever, but they're not allowed to talk about their projects. And Stephen Amell, again, two days after the strike, was like, I can't talk about this thing or this thing or this thing. And then he said, fuck it. Let's just do it. Ask me whatever questions you want. And that is not to be clear about terms. That's not being a scab, but that is crossing picket lines, right, Justin?
2: Well, it's just doing. Like, you're you're promoting work that is helping the studio, and it's like the whole idea of solidarity is there's not a criminal punishment. It's like, hey, we're trying to work together to get benefits that help you. I mean, a lot of people pointed this out, but like he's he's complaining about the union that that is ensuring that he is going to be paid for the foreseeable future in residuals for Arrow ongoing.
0: Yes. So, uh, again, I didn't jot down the exact quotes, but he said a bunch of other things in this conversation about finding the strike frustrating and that he thinks it's a waste of time and things to that effect. People saw that clip online, reacted to it, forcing him essentially to put up a very lengthy Instagram post where – again, summary here, but him saying like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was talking on stage. I was just, you know, going off the cuff about this stuff. Let me explain bit by bit every single thing that I said. And ultimately getting to the level of like, yeah, I kind of believe what I said, but whoa, calm down, everybody. Don't be mad at me for my feelings, (laughs) For my (laughs) My unpopular
2: feelings.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I'll be on the picket line. Don't throw fruit at me. Support SAG, SAG Strong. And then immediately after that went on TMZ. It was like, No, actually, I'm very frustrated with the strike. We shouldn't be striking, leading to Mark Guggenheim, who was the showrunner and co-creator of Arrow, a showrunner for a while setting up a arrow writers and actors specific picket line that they're going to be doing. I believe later this week, they're going to be selling some bucket hats to help support SAG and people who are struggling right now. because of the strike Uh, and specifically used, I think like you have failed this union or something like that versus you have failed the city, which was the thing be very interesting to see if Stephen Bell shows up on that. Um, but what do you take away from this? I've seen a lot of like, is Stephen Amell's career ruined? Is he never going to act again? Has he saved it by this Instagram post? What do you take?
2: I mean, it's a major just unforced error. Like, I understand that frustration, but the strike is frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. we, we, are, we as creatives, people who are in these unions aren't allowed to work. That's, that's their income. It's frustrating. So I get that. But it's meant to be. It's meant to be frustrating to the studio so that we can get better, uh, better things out of them, better pay, better uh, benefits, the things that are necessary to keep creatives alive and able to do their job. So I understand the frustration. It's the thing of like, we shouldn't be doing this. I've encountered some people who also share this thinking, not so publicly, perhaps, where it's like, look, I know you want to make your money, but like, you have to keep doing this so that you can make more of a living down the line. And Mm -hmm. I think interestingly, most of the people who have that opinion are already very successful or in jobs Mm -hmm. where they don't have to worry about not having good pay or a job. And it's actually the people at the top, top, who are like, we do need to to fight this and stay stay in lockstep. And people at the bottom who are really committed to solidarity. And there's some people in the middle, like Stephen Amell, who are willing to be like, go stay, say these things that only get them into trouble.
0: And he's been, frankly, poking the bear anyway. Like, yeah. he he has heels coming up. And he's been posting pictures on Instagram of him being like, just a cute picture. I mean, he didn't say this, but like just a cute picture would be outside. And there's a big heels billboard behind him he he 's just poking the bear here, like and he yeah. eventually got caught is what I think happened. I do want to contrast it with somebody else, Zachary Levi, who we were pretty hard on last week for a statement such as m two He got a little bit of flack online at same thing, talking at a convention, and what he said there was that it was stupid that he can 't talk about a superhero movie it 's stupid that he can 't talk about a thing where he was a super spy working at a big box store and he called out some other product. Oh, mm-hmm. stupid that he can't talk about a certain princess movie with long hair. Um, what Zachary Lee I, first of all, as soon as the strike started, posted solidarity with the union and was like, Zach Strong was very public about that. What he was expressing there is you have all of these thousands of fans are coming out to see him and it's it is frustrating to be like you want me to talk about the stuff I want to give that to you because you pay good money to do this thing, that's annoying. But at the same yeah. time, like you were saying just before, he's been very clear about supporting the union. I believe he came out after this. It was like, hold up, no, 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 no. This is what I was saying here. So Zachary Levi surprisingly handling it the right way. Stephen Amell doing everything wrong. Yeah couple of quick ones to end with here James Gunn says we can expect theatrical animated movies from the DCU he said so on threads with the simple yes when
2: asked cool sounds nice good, good. yeah I'm sure they want to get some of that um, spider-man. Uh, into the Spider-Verse style stuff out there. And it's great. Mm-hmm. I love Batman
0: it. into the bat let Let's do it. And then <laughs> speaking of going into the multiverse, Nicholas Cage commented on his flash quote unquote cameo with USA Today. Here's what he said about it. Well, I was glad I didn't blink for me. It was the feeling of being actualized. Even that look for that particular character, finally seeing it on screen was satisfying. But as I said, it's quick. If you really wanted to know what I was going to do with the character, look at my performance in city of Angels angels i was supposed to play clark i know right classic nicholas cage quote i was supposed to play clark kent after that in superman lives and i was already developing this alien otherness playing this angel that is a perfect example of the tonality you would have gotten for Cal el and for clark kent clark would have been a little more amusing but Cal el had the sensitivity and the goodness and the vulnerability and all those feelings that were kind of angelic and also terrifying
2: that's a, a hilarious quote. To reference City of Angels, a movie I haven't watched in you know 15, however many years since it came out, but I do have a feeling it doesn't age super mm-hmm. well. It feels like very sentimental and self-serious at a time when we just don't do that anymore. So to reference that is like that's the Superman you were going to get for me is like well then I'm glad it worked out the way it did <laughs> my guy but <laughs> well, uh,
0: also I'm kind of happy that he didn't say wow it was great to finally see it on screen next question but it was actually Nicolas Cage about it and he he wasn't in the movie like he didn't do any capture they just digitally created a dude that looks like Nicolas Cage so that he kind of lightly shaded it
2: good Well, and I, I, and I love how thoughtful he, he's just a really thoughtful dude. And like, Mm -hmm. this is a great, like the actual, using the term actualized, like this is such a Nicolas Cage quote. And I love how much he truly does love Superman. The fact that he got to see that was more of a dream of his come true than Mm -hmm. it was a dream for the fans to come true. Cause I think a lot of people who watched the flash were like, what's he doing here? Why is there a spider? (laughs) Okay. I'll Google this later. Sounds good.
0: I'll Google this, the movie. Last but not least,
2: we got a rumor patrol
0: here. This is very specuous, but is Skylar Gizondo Jimmy Olsen in Superman Legacy? This specifically comes off of Instagram detectives, my favorite type of detectives, seeing that James Gunn followed him, and also David Cornswett followed him, and he has red hair.
2: What do you think? Tracks. Can't argue with it. Um, (laughs) I liked this actor and stuff that he's done, I guess I could say. Yeah. Uh, My guy Skyler. But um, I think that's a loose clue. That's Mm -hmm. not a solid lead.
0: Yes, I agree. It could be any one of a million things, because I think what people need to remember is they aren't just working on Superman Legacy. They're working on a lot of stuff because their plan is to release I don't know, what, six, five, six movies and TV shows, maybe more, 10, I think, total over the next five years. So they got yeah. a lot of stuff going on, even with the strikes happening. So I don't think, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't immediately see a redheaded dad go Jimmy Olsen. Maybe, maybe not.
2: I, if I were Clark Kent and this clue came across my desk, I wouldn't send Jimmy Olsen to take a picture of Skylar Gizondo. Yeah, if if Perry White,
0: sense. though, would put it on the front page.
2: Yeah, but is he really a good journalist? No, I've seen that. I still Bat Batman v. Superman.
0: He's bad. <laughs> you're all good journalists though. So if you've got tips or stories you want us to cover, you can email us at comicbookclublive club, live at gmail.com or hit us up anywhere. Socially support our podcast at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 PM to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about the DC universe, Apple, Spotify, not Stitcher because Stitcher is going away at the end of the month. If you're subscribed there, Please subscribe anywhere else. We're on every major platform. But at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, Dad, if you're gonna follow somebody on Instagram, make sure it's a Jimmy Olsen.
2: Great point, man. Dad, please help. I'm caught in a vortex of leadership. Help! Dad, I need you to give a grab me!